ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय सो यू हर्ड हाउ मदर देवहूति शी इज रिक्वेस्टेड लॉर्ड कपिल हर सन उज इनकारनेशन ऑफ द सुप्रीम लॉर्ड टू गिव हर अ सिंपलर प्रैक्टिस बाय विच she'll be able to reach the platform of self realization uh, spiritual realization the platform of fearlessness because although lord kapila described the path of hearing and chanting she says i'm humble i'm not that intelligent sorry i'm not that intelligent it's very difficult for me to understand the absolute truth due to possessing lesser intelligence so give me a path which will be easier to practice and that's when lord kapila out of great compassion for his mother agrees to describe to her the path of sankhya yoga which is a combination of bhakti devotional service and mystic realization basically utilizing the path of mystic uh, yoga to engage in the devotional service of the lord to realize god So the culmination of this process is given as follows please listen to this very very carefully and as i recite from shrimad bhagavatam you can meditate on this picture within your mind because it is described that a moment's remembrance of the lord is enough to counteract sinful reactions karmas of many many lifetimes so kapil muni is describing the process of yoga or uh, meditation on the form of the supreme lord as the yogis are generally used to that practice they practice meditating on the form of the lord but before that there is the path of ashtang yoga practice which is mystic yoga uh, mystic uh, or ashtang yoga you can say where we try to voluntarily control our mind and senses withdraw them from other objects so that we can focus on one object that is the lord so he is going to describe this process and please meditate on this what is being described <coughs> and you will definitely feel totally cleansed from within so he says when the mind is perfectly purified by the practice of yoga one should concentrate on the tip of his nose with half closed eyes and see the form of the supreme lord within so this path is easier relatively for mother devahuti because here she doesn't have to apply her intelligence much she just has to control her mind senses and focus on something higher so not much knowledge or understanding is required here softer so one has practiced controlling the mind one should focus with half closed eyes on the form of the lord but uh, how do i know i haven't seen him so therefore he describes how the lord looks like beautiful description he says the lord has a cheerful lotus like countenance which is adorned with reddish eyes he wears shining yellow cloth on his chest is a curl of white hair known as shrivatsa and around his neck 
hangs the brilliant costume gem. Also around his neck is a garland of forest flowers surrounded by humming bees. And he's further adorned with a pearl necklace, crown, and pairs of armlets, bracelets, and anklets. The beauty of the Lord has been described. He continues, while standing upon the lotus of the devotee's heart, the Lord is most charming to look at. It is described that the Lord as Paramatma is situated in every living entity's heart. And what is his size inside the heart? The size of the thumb, Angushtamatra. And he is standing on a lotus flower. And that the same thing has been described here. This is how the Paramatma is in every living entity's heart. The Lord is the greatest well-wisher of every living entity, so much so that even if the soul goes into the body of an ant, Paramatma goes with him. So in every living entity's heart, the Lord is present. While standing upon the lotus of the devotee's heart, the Lord is most charming to look at, and his serene demeanor gladdens the eyes and souls of all who are fortunate enough to behold him. He is ever youthful and always eager to bestow his blessings upon his devotees. While fixing his mind upon the Lord's eternal form, the yogi, a person who is trying to advance on this path, should not see his body in its entirety but should view each individual limb, limb separately. So the process of taking darshan of the Lord has been described. Like sometimes we go to the temple and we immediately start looking at the face. The etiquette is as soon as we enter the temple first we should bow down. The ladies should bow down with their knees on floor offer panchang pranam and the men should offer full dandot pranam. And then they should look at the Lord but starting from his feet. So the process of meditation on the form of the Lord, the process of darshan in the temple has been described here. The devotee should first concentrate his mind and mark the words concentrate. Not just that mechanically we just move up. We should concentrate, look at the lotus feet, meditate on them for some time. Or not just temple at home also, if you have a deity or a picture of the Lord, we should spend some time every day beholding the beautiful darshan of the Lord. It will cleanse us from within. And as I said, the little remembrance of the Lord is enough to counteract sins of many, many lifetimes. So here is the process. The devotee should first concentrate his mind upon the Lord's lotus feet, which are adorned with the marks of a thunderbolt, goad, banner and lotus. The Lord's lotus feet with their splendorous ruby nails act like thunderbolts that shatter the mountain of sin stored in the mind of the meditating devotee. That means if we concentrate on the lotus feet of the Lord, if we behold the beautiful darshan of the lotus feet of the Lord, then that meditation has the power to counteract karma, sinful karma, sins uh, from the life, from the mind of the meditating devotee. It means Yes, the sins that we have committed knowingly and unknowingly, the reactions to th those sins are nullified. 
plus the propensity to engage in sin that habit that conditioning will also be destroyed that is the meaning of this line that the lord's lotus feet with their splendorous ruby nails act like thunderbolts that shatter the mountain of sin stored in the mind of the meditating devotee so the lord's feet are always marked with many symbols as mentioned here thunderbolt goat banner and lotus and each of those symbols have a significance so for this reason one should concentrate his mind upon the lotus feet of the lord for a long time to get purified of the sins <clears throat> the yogi or the devotee should then meditate upon the activities of lakshmi the goddess of fortune who is always very carefully massaging the lord's legs and thighs next the devotee should meditate upon the lord's thighs which are the storehouse of all energies then he should contemplate the lord's rounded hips which are encircled by a nice sash the devotee should thereafter meditate upon the lord's moon like navel from which the entire universe has sprung because a lotus comes out on which brahma is born and the creation happens next the devotee should concentrate his mind upon the lord's nipples which resemble a pair of exquisite emeralds then he should concentrate upon the lord's chest which is the abode of the goddess mahalakshmi and which is the source of all transcendental pleasure for the mind and eyes thereafter the devotee should fix his mind upon the lord's neck which enhances the beauty of the kashtubh gem kashtubh gem is typical of the lord he wears it around his neck always that hangs down to his chest the yogi can then meditate upon the lord's four arms which are the source of all the powers by which the demigods control the various functions of material nature so all the devatas surya chandra indra vayu brahma they are in charge of various departments in the universal government of the lord and all their powers come from the supreme lord himself he is the source of all their strength next the devotee can contemplate the lord's ornaments which are polished by mount mandara as it revolved during the churning of the milk ocean so if you rub a jewel against some um stone rock it gets polished so it says the lord's ornaments their beauty has their effulgences increased as they were polished by the mount mandara mount mandara was the mountain used for churning of the milk ocean the lord was also helping the devatas to churn the ocean and as he was doing sometimes as we see we are working hard with our hands the ornaments that we are wearing they also get uh, they rub against the surface and since it is mentioned the lord was busy so his ornaments jewels that he was wearing they got polished due to rubbing against it mandara mountain during the hard work that he did for the pleasure of his devotees to save them the devotee should then contemplate the sudarshan chakra which has 1000 spokes and is dazzlingly effulgent he can next concentrate his mind upon the lord's conchal and kamodaki club kamodaki is the name of the lord's gada or the club that he carries 
which is smeared with the blood of the demons one should also meditate upon his garland which is always surrounded by buzzing bumblebees and the pearl necklace around his neck which is considered to be the pure living entities that are always engaged in his service the devotee should next meditate upon the lotus like face of the lord his nose is prominent and the glittering of his alligator shaped earrings that he wears makara kundala illuminates his crystal clear cheeks the lord's beautiful face is adorned with curly black hair and decorated by lotus petal eyes and dancing eyebrows thereafter the yogi should meditate with full devotion upon the compassionate glances that the lord frequently casts for the soothe the most fearful miseries of material life those glances which are accompanied by smiles of love are full of abundant mercy the yogi should meditate upon the benevolent smile of the lord for it dries up the ocean of tears that is caused by intense grief it's a fact if you are ever feeling down and out simply start meditating on the beautiful face beautiful smile of the lord and eventually in no time your grief will disappear and i've had personal experience of this in my life we should also a yogi a devotee should also meditate upon the lord's arched eyebrows because they charm the god of love for the welfare of the sages so if somebody is getting feeling overwhelmed by lusty desires he should simply meditate upon the eyebrows eyebrows of krishna lord vishnu gradually those desires will disappear then with a heart filled with love and devotion the devotee should think of the laughter of lord vishnu which is extremely captivating so you can so either if you are attracted to the vishnu form you can do so for lord vishnu if somebody is attracted to krishna then you can meditate on krishna when the lord laughs his small teeth which resemble jasmine buds made rosy by the splendor of his lips become visible once having devoted his mind to this vision the devotee should no longer desire to see anything else and this is a result we won't feel hankering for anything of this world once our mind gets absorbed in the beauty of the lord by following this process of meditation the devotee gradually develops pure attachment to the supreme lord as a result as he gets more and more purified out of great ecstasy the hair on his body stands erect and he is constantly bathed in the stream of tears brought about by his intense love for the lord the more we meditate on the lord's form the lord's name here the form is being emphasized the more our heart gets purified the more we get purified the more we feel attracted towards the lord and his devotional service so if we don't feel attraction that is because our hearts are impure so instead of giving up oh it is boring we should rather become humble and follow the process of hearing chanting meditation in the form of the lord so that we can also develop that attraction which is the greatest fortune to have that attraction for the lord means liberation complete liberation 
and complete freedom from the miseries of life forever. The body of such a liberated yogi who is absorbed in complete remembrance of the Lord, he doesn't have to care about his maintenance. The body of such a person is taken care of by the Supreme Lord himself because if you're totally absorbed in the Lord, you will forget eating, sleeping. You don't have to worry about that, but the Lord will take care of your maintenance, maintaining you, keeping you healthy and hearty. So, uh, He can just maintain you without you even having to eat anything. He takes care as He promises in the Gita. Ananyas chintayanto maam ye janaha paryupasate tesham nitya bhyukta naam yogakshemam bahameham that anybody who remembers me with undivided attention, I supply what he lacks, I protect what he has, the Lord says. So same thing, if somebody is absorbed in remembering him, the Lord will personally become the supplier of his needs. So to get things done by the Lord, the process is not asking from him, the process is to remember him, engage in his devotional service and then he will definitely supply what we lack and protect what we have. Thus the devotee no longer even understands how the body is moving or if he does, he considers it its activities to be like the activities of a body in a dream. Everything happens in an auto mode. You just have to become more conscious of the Lord and everything else will fall into place. So Devahuti heard this process but she is playing the role of an ignorant person and the Lord uses his most dear people to convey his message, to execute his mission and to manifest his teachings. So he's making Devahuti ji ask. Now she's asking, now she's been told what to do, but she's also asking the other way. Sometimes people are not willing to do what they are told. So if they are, if there is some fear in their heart, then they uh, become inspired to do something which they are supposed to be doing. So fear sometimes uh, can lead us to God if it's not duty or love. There are all kinds of people so for them. So Devahuti is saying, My dear Lord, please describe in detail the continual process of birth and death. For by hearing of such calamities, we may become detached from the activities of this material world. Yes. So sometimes it's important to hear about or discuss topics like birth, old age, disease, death and therefore you will find the scriptures, the saints they talk about these subjects just so that understanding the temporary nature of this world and temporary nature of things uh, we are attached to, we can become little detached and because unless we are detached from something material, we can't become attached to something spiritual so the whole purpose is if the scriptures sometimes are gross and they are talking about some heavy subject the whole purpose is only to wake us up to reality it is all done out of compassion and never out of malice so if you find some very strong words in the scriptures or the sadhus the saints the devotees using hard words please know they are not spoken out of some envy they are only spoken out of love so that we who are not actually sleeping but pretending to sleep can wake up and realize which direction we are going and which direction we should be going. Therefore, it's very, very important. And she requests Kapil Muni to describe that path. And Kapil Muni 
as requested will describe this process and it is one of the most interesting sections of bhagavat as i said this whole chapter and uh, we shall hear more about lord kapila's teachings especially this path of birth and death as he describes the transmigration of the soul how the child grow, grows within the mother's womb and what he prays for and what happens and how the soul gets entangled and how we can come out of it very beautifully hari krishna